Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, I am Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. This is a Locked On NFL podcast short on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we have one more of these to do. We'll do the Patriots next, and then you can find all 32 teams on the Locked On feed. Um... I think this is still one of the best teams in the league. I have some concerns, for sure. First of all, I think the offense almost has to take a step backwards. I also think the defense is going to take a step forward. I think this is a well-coached team in a very tough division all of a sudden. Um, I think that the organization as a whole is very strong. I think they have a very great sense of their own identity in their team building I really appreciate and respect Um, I do think the loss of coach Shanahan is big is really big I mean just because I think he's a special difference maker in terms of game planning play calling adjustments during the game maximizing what he has Um, that's nothing against Sark I think he's a good hire we'll see but I bet the offensive coordinator position slash play caller goes backwards. I mean, and again, it almost has to. The other thing that floats around with this team, you know, there wasn't a lot of news for this team during the offseason, but obviously they lost the Super Bowl in heartbreaking fashion. You know, the whole 28-3 and they end up losing. How does that affect them? I'm not going to pretend to know. But, I mean, does, do they come back stronger or do they have the Super Bowl hangover? Um, I do think there is something to playing all those games the year before and having less time to rest your bodies and things. But I don't think they're going to be a downtrodden team or, you know, th- that they have no chance anymore. Or look at things that way. I-, I just really don't. The offense was obviously great last year. I just don't think it can keep up. And here's a couple reasons why. I really like Matt Ryan. I don't think he goes backwards. I think he's, you know, it wouldn't shock me if we look at his career and say 2016 was the best season of his career. I mean, he's a league MVP. Um, but I don't think he's going to fall off much as a player. Um, I, I worry more about his supporting cast than I do Ryan. I love the combination of Freeman and Coleman. And I don't see there being any drop-off. And I think... You know, if Freeman were to go down, the Coleman... I wasn't a big fan of Coleman coming out of school, but I've changed my tune. He really fits today's NFL. I think that's a really good one-two punch. That if Even if you were to lose one or the other, you still are going to get a lot of production out of your running backs, including the passing game. Julio's one of the absolute best players in the league. I mean, you don't listen to this for me to tell you that Julio Jones is really good and may go down as an all-time great. I mean, he's kind of on that pace. But the best, the rest, the rest of their wideouts don't have me excited. You know, I mean, if you're talking about the best offenses in the league, your secondary targets are Muhammad Sanu, Taylor Gabriel, Justin Hardy. I mean, like for as much two and three receiver sets as are played in the NFL, and this is an offense at least it used to. I assume it still will. That uses a wide variety of personnel, including a fullback, um, a lot of heavy tight end sets. 
But, you know, the, the periphery wideouts to me are below average. I mean, not even average. I love Austin Hooper, and I think he's due for a breakout season. Um, but there isn't much a tight end either. You know, like I said, they, they like to play a lot of two and three tight end sets. They actually have a new fullback as well. You know, so I don't know that their skill group players will be as strong as they have been. Um, not that those guys were great that they lost or anything, but, you know, what if Julio misses two days or two games? All of a sudden you look at their receivers and say, okay, beat us with those guys. We're going to play press man coverage and attack you. But one of my other big concerns is I thought the offensive line was really good last year. You know, it was a top 10 type offensive line. Alex Mack getting there made a huge difference, you know, probably on and off the field. I think Jake Matthews is very solid. The rest of the crew, Levitre and Schrader, are both good. Um, but I thought the right guard position with Chris Chester was their weakest starter on the offense by a wide margin last year. And again, it was the league's best offense. But I thought he was a below-average starter. And I would have looked to the draft, possibly with that first-round pick, and taken somebody like Forrest Lamp and made my already really good offense, you know, my weakest spot, my least valuable spot, a big time talent, you know, and just keep a good thing going. Well, they basically ignored it and Chester retired, you know, they got uh, Schweitzer and Harlow in that mix and maybe they can do every bit as good as Chester. I mean, again, that bar is not set extremely high uh, for that one particular spot, but depth here isn't very good. And last year, I don't have the snap counts in front of me, but the combination of Chester, Schrader, Mack, Levitre, and Matthews basically played every snap last year. That's not going to happen again. So I think the line almost has to take a step backwards. And outside of Julio, I don't love the receivers. You know, Matt Ryan may have hit his high water mark, which is a very high mark. I still think it's going to be one of the better offenses in the league, but I do think it's going to be a step or two behind what it was last year, you know, which again was awesome. The defense is really interesting to me because, you know, this is a Seattle-based defense. Dan Quinn was, a, you know, the defense coordinator at Seattle. So schematically, they're very Seattle-like. But I also think they built this defense much like Bill Polian did with the Colts when they had Peyton Manning. Like, we're in a dome. We're going to score a ton of points. We're just going to build with speed on this side of the ball. You know, everyone has to be an athlete on this side of the ball. And they've drafted that way accordingly very, very well. And including the Tack McKinley pick. And I'd mentioned I probably would have taken a guard. But there's no knock on McKinley. But they can really run on this side of the ball. Um and they're also very young. And we saw the defense noticeably get better as the season went on. And that was without their best defensive player in Desmond Trufant. So I think this this defense is due to take a big step forward. You also add Don Terry Poe. You know, he is not a speed guy. But that was a, 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 a something they were missing was some bulk in the middle of that line. Grady Jarrett's kind of on the edge of stardom. They do a lot of rotating with their defensive linemen in general. Um People out there like Vic Beasley more than I do. I think he's an explosive straight-line athlete, but I also think he got a lot of sacks on loops and stunts and against lesser guys. And uh, I don't know that he's an elite-type pass rusher, as his numbers would indicate. But he really needed somebody on the other side. That's Tack McKinley. You know, Claiborne returns. There's a lot of bodies here, and there's a lot of possibilities. And like I said, 
they rotate them a lot. Even Beasley, I think, only played like two-thirds of snaps last year, even though he was their most productive guy. So, again, a lot of athletes. Hageman, another second-round pick. So there's been a lot of high picks on this side of the ball. Their linebackers can really run. Um, Campbell's athletic. That hasn't quite translated to the field yet. Deion Jones looks really, really impressive. And Duke Riley's kind of a Deion Jones clone. Um, Jones is the best player of the group. He has Maybe he takes a step forward towards stardom. Secondary is really impressive, though, too. Like I said, when Trufant was out... A lot of these guys really stepped up. Robert Alford, you know, I think he's going to probably be your your nickel. He's going to be your your slot guy. Um, but he really got better as the season went on. Jalen Collins is more built for the outside. Uh, him and Trufant, I think, will be your starting top two corners, although Alford's quite good. You know, Neil is your Cam Chancellor, and he should be getting better. Ricardo Allen played well. Um, you know, they drafted Casey in the fifth round, too. They still Brian Poole. Played some snaps. So this secondary might really be a strength now, especially because Trufant's a stud. So I think Atlanta's one of the better teams in the league still. Um, Like everyone, they're behind the Patriots, in my opinion. Um, Defense gets better. Offense gets a little worse. So they're going to be competing. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17 